Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group, and we have a special guest today, Jim O'Brien, the host of the Lobbying Podcast. Welcome to the show, Jim. Great to be here, AJ. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, this is the first time we met in person, but for those who uh, may recall, I was on Jim's show um, earlier this last, or past spring, rather, and um, yep. it was neat. You know, one of the reasons I got into doing a podcast was my look around the market nationally, even in the region. I didn't see a lot of lobbyists who were doing these kind of shows. I found it really interesting, uh, just the things we do, the people we come across, yep. and uh, definitely looked at a lot of things you're all doing on your show and what you market, your, your IG feed and everything else uh, um, as, as a model for, for our show that continues to grow. And you've been, you've been running yours for almost a year now, or over a year, right? That's correct. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. Look, you used to talk about the impetus. Like what, what drove, what made you want to do a show? Besides, well, first, you, know, you used to be a lobbyist and just do your lobbying work. What made you want to add something else to your plate? Well, first, uh, AJ, thanks for having me on. Um, it is, uh, this is my first time in Austin, and what a, uh, an incredible city. Uh, there's cranes uh, everywhere. There's activity everywhere. And uh, it's very different than Connecticut, where, where we are from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, and we, have, and we can talk about the barbecue, the great barbecue that we have had, um, uh, which uh, you can't get in Connecticut. I will just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we began... Um, our podcast uh, over a year ago in July, and we had been thinking about it uh, for a while. I had been thinking about it for a while, and there was nothing really out there on government relations or lobbying. And, um, you know, in in certain parts of the press, we can take a beating sometimes, uh, the profession, and I don't think it's what you and I experience on a day-to-day basis as to what we do and the organizations that we represent. we represent nonprofits and corporations and people that have issues before government. Um, you know, petitioning your government is so important that it is uh, protected in the Constitution. And so we really just help businesses engage with their government officials in trying to solve their problems. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we thought the podcast would be a platform for people in the business to talk about what they're doing, talk about what's working, talk about their careers. And um, we're a little bit surprised in, in how much interest uh, the podcast has generated. I mean, people, it's for people in the business, mm-hmm. and um, it's been doing quite well. Well, this is background, too. Can you just share, for folks who aren't familiar with your show, what type of guests you have? So we, we only have lobbyists, government relations, uh, people, or people working with lobbyists on the show. Mm -hmm. They have to have some connection to the government relations world, the lobbying world, um, and we're somewhat flexible on that, but we really want to focus on that uh, part of it. And so we try to the episode I try to break down into two parts. One is about the individual's career. What have they done? How did they get into the business? Most people started with an internship or running for office um, and, and then decided, you know, at some point that they uh, needed to earn a living and, and, and you know, made the, uh, the leap over into government relations. Um, and I have found that almost universally some the, the guests have had a internship or some kind of 
start in college or just after college, uh, which really piqued their interest um, in politics and in government and in lobbying. And so um, we focus on their career, and then we focus on the business. What do they do that works? What do they do that doesn't work? Um, what you know, their different experiences. Um, that type of mm -hmm. uh, that type of. Uh, Discussion. Yeah, and then real quick, your background with your firm. So you're based, your firm is based out of in Hartford, Connecticut. We're in Connecticut. Yep. And, and what's uh, the firm called? It's called the Connecticut Group. It's you know we we did a lot of research, AJ, on coming up with the name, yeah. and uh, we're very clever, uh, the Connecticut Group, and. Um, yeah, so we do our day job is we are contract lobbyists uh, in Connecticut. Um, the show really started as a hobby. Um, as as here. Yeah, and it really, we don't, uh, for the most part, talk about, you know, it, it comes up occasionally that we're in Connecticut, but I don't use the podcast to promote um, our business or what we do in Connecticut. I try to keep it separate. And... Uh, and that seems to work, uh, but we're. It, I will say the podcast has been a lot more work uh, than we anticipated. What part of it's been the most? Was it upfront, just learning the systems, uh, how to use the mics, uh, the, what part of it? Uh, coordinating uh, the 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 interviews. Because you use, I mean, we did ours on Zoom, right? Video video chat. We did ours platform. on Zoom. Most of ours are done in person, mm -hmm. and so coordinating. Um, you know, someone uh, like you reached out to us and we had not interviewed anybody from Texas. And so we immediately said, yes, that'd be great. And, um, and so occasionally we'll get people that reach out and say, I'd love to come on your show. Uh, and we do that. Uh, and so coordinating upfront, coordinating the interviews takes a while. And then the back end, uh, the editing and the uh, getting it, all the, the production. Mm -hmm. uh, that takes a fair amount of time. People, people are somewhat surprised to find out it's edited and um, which, we, you know, we who do the podcast find kind of funny that yeah. they, they think it's not edited or whatever. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, similar, similarly, um, for me, it was kind of up front just figuring out, okay, what kind of, there's the idea of the show and who you want the guests you want to have, but it's all the little things like your intro music, your logo, or how do you get promoted? You know, what do you want the show to be about? And it definitely was an evolution for me as I went along even from having a run of show, right? Where you might first get on, like, hey, Jim, we're having my show, or broadly, we're gonna talk about this, right? But I didn't have an actual bullet point out of, you know, here are all the topics we're gonna discuss and kind of keeping us in track. It was just, the first few shows was kind of, and you can tell from the discussions, it was on the fly within the vein of the topic. And as you evolve, you realize, okay, this is good for both of us, I know what I wanna say now, and they can have a you know, full conversation with someone. Um, even like using, you know, using the mics and everything else too. And then I think for me, just being a host, right? Just figuring out, okay, you can have, you can have you're, if you're very lucky, the, the person on your show or the guest on your show, someone who matches your energy or enthusiasm and it creates a good dynamic that I think feeds and helps create a, you know, entertaining dialogue for listeners. Obviously though, you have people who are very knowledgeable sometimes on your show who just aren't either that comfortable talking on a mic right. they don't see or right. almost kind of reverse public speaking or they're just not very enthusiastic people in general there's not I mean they're they're smart and they're knowledgeable they're known but they're not the type who are you know I'm waving my hands around like, like that they're not like that kind of person right and you have to then go as the host and keep it entertaining with your tone or you're either amp it up more right because and it's hard how's it going to sound if it's dry <laughs> right and so learning those skills I mean again they definitely 
parts of that I think lend, or you can pull from just our, our lobbying careers. But you know, for both of us, we have our own firms, and it's a. Uh, is, is, is almost an extension of being we're entrepreneurs we're lobbyists but we chose our, our path in business was, was was lobbying right for entrepreneurship right and then this to me is an extension of that um and actually for me in my case you know i was probably four months into my show when a uh, a local association um board awesome board of realtors was looking to do their own podcast and reached out to me uh, to help consult on their launch. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just interesting because you know I had only been doing this and like five months, but in that time you realized what you had learned, and you also realized the barrier to entry for this. It's not we've we've done enough where you know I can have this show recording right now posted up within five minutes of us being finished with I wanted to right because I have enough of the back end things at you know in place right shift the music around intro and outro track and go. And I, my editing is very minimal. I, I like to get the content out. Unless barring someone going off the rails, I like just keeping it as is. Um, but yeah, like you know, I was a paid consultant for another podcast. I was helping, you know, almost a producer. And those things, you realize, okay, this is entrepreneurship. You pick up a skill for your business, but that skill is not lobbying, but it's still revenue generating, which is really neat. And money was cool too, but really was neat to do. Right. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. Um, but I have had that experience where you're three or four questions into the interview and you're getting very short answers and you're like, oh no, this is, this is gonna, you gotta, you gotta start elaborating more. And, um, and so that can be tough. Um, but you're right, you also have some guests that uh, they, they, it's really a conversation and uh, we've learned that it, it, it does take a fair amount of work. We, we, we do try to put out a good quality product, and, um, which takes more time. And, you know, making it sound right, as you said, you have to have the right equipment. Um, we have heard other podcasts that, that the, um, the quality is not there. And it's, um, as our producer has said, you don't want to be thinking about or notice the sound quality. Mm-hmm. And if you are, there's a problem. And people have so many options that if it's annoying, they're going to turn it off. Um, so we also try to keep our podcast to uh, around 30 minutes to the, you know, that's the commute time, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Same here. Um, and because, um, you know, we're not, um, you know, uh, Adam Carolla or whoever the, you know, the, the daily call, you know, the daily, um, yeah. you know, we don't, we're, we're not that kind of show. So people aren't going to turn in and listen for hours. I mean, we're not that interesting. <laughs> what do you think, too? That's, it's, I, mean, I think one of the hurdles for folks in general who are looking to get into podcasting, right? And this, you got to go to that subject, but that... I think they almost there's the the barrier being I'd be this good to do it right. I mean I think overall in my life started mine it was look you have you have a you have a, a you know a network of people who you can reach out to to be on your show like my my kind of the the foundation of my show it's conversations at the intersection of business community and politics and it's primarily focused on the Austin metro. Once in a while I have guests you know part parts of the country or the state, but it's an Austin centric show. That's just kind of the play we want to make here. But that being said, it's like, okay, you have the guest, and you have a mic, and you have, need something to say. <laughs> and get that out, make sure it's not, I mean, it's iterative, right? Like, minimum viable product, don't make it crappy, but just, you're gonna learn as you go. If you're worried about making it like an NPR quality show from day one, and you don't have the money to go out there and, and get a studio and that kind of talent to help get you 
those guests and prepping everything else, just do it, right? Like that, you just do it and go. And you'll, but make sure you're learning as you go too and improving. Yeah, I think um, I, I would not recommend a, a business do it for marketing purposes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think when you look at the amount of time and effort and money that it takes, I think your money and time and effort would be better spent doing other things for marketing. I think the reason that you and I are having some success um, is we did it because it, we had an interest, we, we had a creative bug we wanted to scratch, we, um, uh, we kind of approached it like a hobby. It turns out there may be some ancillary benefits to it, but it's not the reason we're doing it. Because if we were just doing it for marketing, I, I, we committed to doing it for a year, we, we would have stopped. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so we'll have to see where it leads to. Yeah, I mean, primarily I did this because I thought it'd be, it'd be interesting and it's fun. And then the more I do it, and you know, we post regularly, we're on a hiatus now, but it's August 15th, we, we, take it, we took off June, and, or July and August rather. Um, but we were posting every Wednesday and it's almost like working out because once LV shows in queue and then we have, you know, some interviews are going to be kind of mad because it's just the dynamics of the people and so on of the, between the, me and the person are not so well sometimes, but it's just the idea of like you're putting out content and when people give you feedback in person too, because you know, I mean, we, I, I, we use a few different ways to track metrics, right? But the best one is you're out and about. So it's like, oh man, I've listened to your show or I've heard of the episode, right? Because usually... It's not they listen to every episode. It's the one that piques their interest. You know, a while back, a few months ago, we had on um, Andy Lochnane, who's the president for Austin FC. It's the new, it'll be the new Major League Soccer team coming here. And that was a highly rated show, um, an outlier from some other ones, right? Because that was just a very hot topic for a broader base of Austin. Mm -hmm. And I factored that in, too. But overall, there's always, you know, if someone likes a show or that show, that's fun because, you know, they're not going to like all of them, but they like the one they listened to and they enjoyed it and it was informative and... Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. And then having conversations with folks you would normally, I think, right. people talk to right. in, a, in a business setting, right? Because this is more, you're really there. For me, it's talking about what they do, weaving in policy or community discussions, right? But this isn't, you know, we're not trying to do a hard edge interview with them, too. Right. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's been very interesting. And you're lucky in the sense that, you know, Austin is big enough and obviously the state capital so you can almost have an Austin-based themed, um, that, that's enough of a show there. Whereas, um, you know, so you're, you're just lucky you're in Texas because um, that's, you, you have a big platform. A lot of people would say that, would agree with you. <laughs> a lot of folks agree with you on that one. <laughs> Texas, well, Texas, Texas is yeah. Texas, yes, yes. The Texans especially would, would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you're lucky in that sense. I mean, as I, uh, as I said earlier, you know, the number of cranes and activity here is just incredible. Um, you know, that's, um, and, and not that people here take it for granted, but it's unique. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's probably more cranes in the air in Austin there, than there are in the state of Connecticut. It's interesting, too, we were talking about this earlier at lunch. I think you, once you've been here so long, right, you, the cranes in the sky become just normal for you. And you don't really realize it until you go to a you know different even a pure city like you go to Dallas or Houston you'll see cranes and activity, but this and for those folks for folks who aren't who have been to Austin or from here, you know, only until you mention it after lunch or walking back to my office the density or the activity, right? It just it's just kind of a normal day for you here, 
And uh, it is, I, mean, I went to Portland again uh, about, I went to Portland about four, four weeks ago. And yeah, I mean, there was like, I saw a few cranes, but you just noticed, oh, it's just pretty, not, not it's more relaxed in that way, right? It's just, all you see is skyline or buildings and apartments and such. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible. There's right. a lot of activity. Well, Jim, I'm going to let you get back to uh, your Austin vacation and, tr- and trip here. I hope you have a, definitely get some good barbecue. And it is August I, here, so try to stay in the shade or if it, possible. <laughs> it is. When the first day here, it was 107, and it said feels like 115. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is hot. You can bake cookies in your dashboard. <laughs> it is. You've done it. But the food is good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Thank you, AJ. Great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.